<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in, Bob's, uh, in Bob's favor, he's been in my classes for many years and he has put up with a lot. So, <laughs> okay. So we are still, huh? Okay. All right. We are still on our handout from the flip, our, our addendum handout called Joy from Anticipation. Uh, anybody want the, uh, the we're, we're on the last segment of it, but I have some things that went off the page a little bit. So, uh, anybody want the Philippians, uh, the, the handout Joy from Anticipation? Yeah. <laughs> All right, anybody else? Lord willing, Lord help us, we will, we will finish this today. All right. Uh, thank you for nobody sneering. Somebody did. Lori, Lori, Lori. <laughs> All right. Uh, and we may get to the Philippians handout, and so if we do, we'll, we'll look at handouts for those if anybody needs them. All right. Whew. In uh, Philippians chapter three. In verse 1, Philippians chapter 3, verse 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. And so just catching us up on where we are um, in uh, in the Philippians 3 3 handout, uh, where it says, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. And then, uh, so we're on uh, number 1 there before letter B is as... uh, You guys pray for me. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so we're looking at his example to us for how we go through this life. And so that's what this handout is about. Joy from anticipation. And we've already looked at number one there. So many things distract us from the truth and great privilege and blessings that we have in Christ. And so we already looked at this in Isaiah 64, <clears throat> um, where it says, uh, just, just looking at the part where it says in verse uh, 4, it says, For since the beginning of the world men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, neither hath, hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. And then we look at the, at the verse in the, in the New Testament, which refers to this in verse 9, under 1 Corinthians uh, 2, verse 6 through 12. So verse 9 says, But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received. Now I've got that underlined in my notes. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we may know the things that are freely given to us of God. And so again, this is all revolving around the thought of we as as born-again believers, not just people going to church, but born again believers, we have this heritage that God has given to us. We've seen it in the Lord Jesus Christ's life. The Bible says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. I have never gone through anything and will never go through anything like the cross of Calvary, which the Lord Jesus suffered, I think, physical uh, trial more than any man. I don't think that I think it was miraculous that he survived to go to the cross. Because the way he was beaten by the by the Jews and then beaten mercilessly by the Roman guard 
and then d- delivered up. He couldn't even carry the cross. Uh, they had Simon of Cyrene, I believe, carry his cross some of the distance. And so he was there and, and the things that he was suffering. And yet the Bible says for the joy set before him, he endured those things. Listen, we have in Christ Jesus, we have salvation. That enough is enough to praise him every day. We all know that. I think we all understand that. But the problem is, is things in life arrest our attention away from the joy we have in Jesus Christ. And so the Bible is referring here to the fact that the Holy Spirit, which is given to us at salvation and never leaves, is speaking to us. God is willing to share with us and teach us and draw us into a closer relationship with God. Which the closer you are with the Lord, the less the world tends to retreat. And the burdens of the world, the burdens of life, the challenges that we face. And so all of those things can be addressed by our, our, our relationship with Jesus Christ. I, you guys know how much I appreciate Paul and Silas in that jail, in the Philippian jail. And the Bible says they were arrested for, for not for committing crimes, but for preaching the gospel of Christ. And there at midnight, the Bible says they sang songs at midnight. They were singing praise to God at midnight. And the Bible says the prisoners heard them. Thank God for that. Listen, that is that is if I end up in a dungeon and for not doing anything wrong, but for trying to love, love the Lord and live for him, may God give me the grace to sing praises at midnight. Listen, I, 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 it is so easy for the world to distract us. In sin and also in tragedy, whatever the situation is, a loved one uh, or, or, or someone that we care about deeply uh, coming down with affliction or happening to us personally, God is sufficient for everything. And it's not that you, you, you have a bad prognosis, you respond with, yay, God doesn't tell us to do that. It's just that we can have joy in Christ. We can have peace in him. And that's what we're commanded to do. And so I have this word uh, in Romans chapter 13, 11 through 14. I have this word written to the, to the right of that calibration. <laughs> so verse uh, verse 11 there, it says, and that knowing the time that is now high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than we would believe. The time in which we will be with the Lord Jesus Christ is drawing near. It is drawing near. And we're going to get to something before the end here that 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 should give us all a lot of a lot of things to be thankful for. Knowing the, uh, and knowing that the time that uh, it is, I'm sorry, and that knowing the time that it is now high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. A child of God cannot be happy in sin. And therefore, God tells us, cast that stuff off. And then you see the same thing in Ephesians where it says, put off the old man and his ways, put on the new man. That is how we have joy and peace in this life. You cannot be saved and be happy in sin. You can be, the Bible says sin is pleasurable for a season, but it cannot bring joy and peace to a child of God's life. It's that, that is a rule of the universe. I don't think God will let us be happy sinning against him, which is rebellion. <laughs> if we know something's wrong, and we know God tells us that we shouldn't be involved in it, and we instead allow ourselves to go into that, we cannot have joy and peace, which is fulfilling, and sin is not fulfilling. Matter of fact, sin is always disastrous. 
And so uh, I can only speak for myself and, and that the fact that I know that the Bible is true when it says sin destroys our peace. Sin robs us of peace and the world and its distractions. They rob us of the blessings of God. So here we are. Uh, I have this note before we get to the last point there. Sin weighs us down and besets us, just like it says there in, in, in uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 12. Sin weighs us down and besets us. There is freedom and joy in Christ. So I'd like you to see this in John chapter 8. John chapter 8, verse 36. John chapter 8, verse 36. Let me back up to verse uh, 32. John chapter 8, verse 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Verse 33, this is the Jews speaking with him, and it says, They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, excuse me, verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Freedom is found in Jesus Christ and as a child of God, walking with Christ. So listen, I woke up this morning the same way everybody else here did with an old man and a new man. (laughs) Now, the thing is, is I have to say, I wake up by default Not super spiritual, (laughs) not, you know, spiritually minded. I wake up with my flesh wrapped all over me and God tells me to put off the old man. And so that is a choice that's made not one time in your life or or a few times in your life on milestones. This is a choice that has to be made constantly every day. And so we, again, need God's help to get there, get to the place where we put off the old man. But in Jesus Christ, there is freedom. Freedom. I, I love this verse in Psalm 31. And I'm going to turn and read it real quick. Psalm 31. And starting at verse 8, I think. So there's, if we had the time, we would look all at this wonderful, wonderful psalm. Because it's, a full, it's filled with uh, going from, I, I believe it's David. Yeah, David uh, crying out to God for deliverance, for help. And there are a lot of psalms like that. But at the same time, he also knows where the help is found. And he says in, uh, in Psalm 31, verse 7, I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities and hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. Thou hast set my feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. Mine eyes consumed with grief, yea, my soul and my belly. And so there's so, so many things Well, the, in the next verse. For my life is spent with grief and my years with sighing. My strength faileth because of mine iniquity and my bones are consumed. And I think these few verses, they encapsulate a lot of what life is like on planet Earth. Not only is there problems within me, sin and temptation and trouble in the flesh is trouble. But in the Lord Jesus Christ is deliverance. And in in this world, you're going to have adversity as long as you're walking with Christ. It's a guarantee. It's, it's It's a for sure thing that we're going to have trouble when we're walking with the Lord Jesus against the flow of the world. And so you see this. This pouring out of his needs before God. And he says, I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities. In verse 8, now I I identify a great deal with this because I'm claustrophobic. It says, and hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. Thou hast set my feet in a large room. Let me tell you, 
I, I identify with that. I, I, I don't know. I can, I can, I can be in a, in a, in a wide area, but if my arms are pinned, there's a little bit of panic that starts building up. So anyway, that's my own issue. But my, but my, my point is, is being put in a large place. Freedom. You're not being constrained. And the thing is, is in the Lord Jesus Christ, no matter what is going on around us, we have freedom. Amen. Let me tell you, sin is the opposite. Sin shoves you into a bad place. And, and so, listen, the remedy for these things, again, is running to Christ. That's the answer for life. Again, not just one time for salvation, but for about everything. We are not, listen, God did not design us to live independent of God. We are meant to be leaning upon him at all times. And, the, and you see David. Many people looked at David and thought, what a wonderful man of God he was. But you know what else he had? Trouble. Lots of trouble. Inside and outside. And so listen, and, and, and we have God referring to David as a man after his own heart. Does that mean he was Mr. Spiritually Perfect at all times? Far from it. You read the story of David and you see a, 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 a fundamentally flawed man. Just like the rest of us. Every single one of us. There's not a man on planet Earth who is not fundamentally flawed through and through. Sin is, is the reason why. God did not design us to be broken like this. You look at the Genesis account, and we were meant to have a relationship with God, but we were not broken like we are now. And so here's the point. And, and going back to Genesis, even in their perfect condition, they were meant to have a close relationship with God every single day. Listen, we are far more needy than they were. We need God desperately at every minute of the day without exception. <laughs> and again, that's whole, the whole point of this of this handout is the world distracts us. And and it and, and it robs us of the ability to put Christ at the focus of our of our lives. And that's a point at which you and I can experience true joy and peace just by that that doesn't mean you have a perfect life, but you can have joy and peace no matter what your circumstances are. That's how we have that is by having Christ and, and having Christ at the center point of our lives. It gives us freedom, freedom, no matter what is happening. You know, if your if your hands are bound by chains, you can still be free in Christ. Uh, I, I the evangelist said, I think it was a few weeks ago that uh, there was a man in Hitler in the time of World War Two and, and everybody was being told that they had to take a vow. Uh, do you guys remember this? They, they had to take a vow of uh, fidelity to Hitler. And he would not. He loved his homeland. He, he loved his people. And, and, uh, but he would not vow to be faithful to Hitler no matter what happened. And so they, he was suffering persecution. And everywhere he went, people were beating him. And, and so there he was in prison and a guard was beating him and says, just, just sign the letter. It doesn't matter what you think or feel. You don't even have to mean it. Just sign the letter. And, and then you can be free. And his response, and this has stuck with me ever since he said it, but I'm already free. Once you have freedom in Christ, it cannot be taken from you. They can bind us and they can put us in prison, but you cannot be bound if you're in Jesus Christ. And so that's what we are meant to, to not just know, but enjoy the privilege that we have in Jesus Christ. And, I, and, and listen, again, I don't say this as someone who has it all together. I get angry about things. You know, I read about the things happening with Hamas and Israel, and it makes me angry every time I read it. And what makes, also makes me angry is when I see people around the world celebrating Hamas. 
and I just want to grab them and throttle them. What's wrong with you? You know, if it was Israel doing this to them, it would be horrific then. It doesn't matter who's doing it to who. These people that do these things are, it's demonic. Nobody can do such a thing and be okay with it. What's wrong with people in our country? Why is it that the institutes of higher learning have people on campuses with these organized organizations that are celebrating these things? And I, my, my wife and I were talking about this yesterday. Listen, folks, the Lord Jesus, I think, is coming back sometime very soon. I can't tell you how many times I've read in Revelation when the two witnesses are killed and nobody will let the bodies be destroyed and people are having like the devil's Christmas for days and is celebrating the death of these men. And I'm thinking, how, how could people do that? I can see now. I don't understand it, but listen, it's happening in our world. How is it that people could celebrate such horrific things being done from one human to another? It's, it's, I, I can't understand it, and, and it makes me sick. It started with abortion. There is no sanctity of human life well, and generation. It's just awful. It, it, is, it is horrific, Brother Alfie. Right. Well, and that's very true. And I think it has had a serious effect on people's, uh, you know, how they see life. Yeah, Ms. Barbara. Right. There were no hymns being sung. Right. God was just kicked out, and now he's getting kicked out of churches. Well, and and that 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 speaks very much to I think how we how we got here and how we get to the place in Revelation where people can celebrate you know the death of of two men speaking for God, um, and it's oh my goodness ran out of time again. Uh, this is my fault. The whole thing is my fault. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's a there's a lot to, here to take in, and that's that. You know, there is freedom in Christ. And, and the thing, and, and I, I said all this about my own frustration, anger, you know, tragedy. And the response to that, the, the right response is, the Bible says, be angry and sin not. So there is a place for being overwhelmed with how horrible it is. But, you know, the, 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 there's, there's a, a better witness in, in being like Christ in this world. And the Lord Jesus was angry at times. He was angry when he cast out the uh, the uh, um, the money changers. Thank you. And uh, and he was there. There were times, but but there's being angry and sinning not. And so God help us to have the right perspective, the way in which. And again, I I think people should feel strongly about what has happened. And uh, anyway, so we'll have to close right there. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for this time we've had. Thank you for your word, and we thank you, Lord Jesus, for being in our lives. And Lord, we deeply need you at every moment of the day, every instant of our lives. We're thankful for your grace, Lord, your Holy Spirit, and for your word, which guide us. Please help us, Lord, to cling to you closely every day and help us to be your people. Bless in the coming hour for your glory and honor. Be with Brother Wayne as he speaks. Give him grace. Give us grace to listen and receive all that you have for us. And uh, bless according to the need here today in every heart, we pray. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all.